All right, let's turn to the Word of God. We'll begin in Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verses uh, 161 through 168. And uh, again, Psalm 119, verses 161 through 168. Of course, that amazing chapter, the whole, the whole psalm uh, on uh, the Word of God. And it's uh, 22 sections with eight uh, verses each, of course, headlighted by uh, the Hebrew <laughs> alphabet there. So we'll look at Psalm 119, verses 161 through 168. Say this in the Word of God. <laughs> Princes have persecuted me without a cause, and my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. <laughs> I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Verse 165, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Psalm 119, verses 161 through 168. Let's pray again, please. <laughs> Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you for being good and merciful and gracious. And Lord, I'm so glad that we can lean upon you today. Whatever's going on in our life, we can lean on you. We can trust in you. We can abide in you. Lord, I pray you'd give people what they need, dear God. Strengthen thy children in the inner man with might by the Holy Spirit. And through thy word today, dear God. And uh, Lord, you know what's going on in every heart and every home and every uh, mind, uh, dear God. And so, Lord, uh, we trust you, uh, Lord, through your word and Holy Spirit to do what needs to be done. Lord, if there's somebody here today or listening in, uh, dear God, that's not yet saved, we pray, dear God, the Holy Spirit would work in that heart today and convict and open that heart and draw that heart. What a wonderful thing it would be to know that on this uh, day, somebody was glorious saved through the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps there's those that are saved but have strayed. Lord, like the song we just uh, uh, sang, dear God, bring them back to thee, bring them back to Bethel and the things of God. So Lord, again, uh, Lord, open thou our eyes that we may hold wondrous things out of thy law. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Let's focus on verse 165, which says, a great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And, uh, uh, of course, we, we talk about uh, peace often because uh, peace is what God wants us to have. Amen. This world doesn't want us to have peace. Life doesn't want us to have peace. And, of course, the opposite of peace is some type of disturbance. So just before we focus on peace, let's uh, focus on disturbance for a moment. Uh, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Uh, you know this psalm. I'll read verses 1 through 10. Say this. Here we see the opposite of peace. Psalm 37 verse 1 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither build thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and withers the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. 
Uh, verse 7 of Psalm 37, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. Verse 10, For yet a little while... And the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. Notice in these verses, it uses the word fret three times. Fret. Of course, to fret is to have the opposite of peace. Fret means agitation of the mind. It means to disturb, to irritate. I like this thought. It means to cause ripples as to fret the surface of water, right? Think about that thought. We're going to talk about that in a moment, to cause ripples. You know, uh, of course, I, I was traveling, just got back uh, from uh, New York. But as I was traveling on the way up, uh, we uh, stopped through uh, Michigan, had to go through there, right? We stopped in Michigan. Then on the way back, we stopped uh, in Chicago. And then we were there in uh, New York for about a week and a half. But what did I see all around me? Everywhere I went, I saw people fretting. I mean, just fretting about everything going on around us today. And boy, you see it everywhere. We've been dealing with it for over a, a year now. You turn on the TV, what do you see? You see people fretting. You, you uh, pay any attention to social media, what do you see? Uh, uh, people fretting. People fretting everywhere. And uh, unfortunately, it's not just uh, the loss. I see, unfortunately, I see a lot of believers, people that are supposed to be believers, uh, uh, fretting about the things going on in life. But my, the Bible clearly tells us, hey, that's not the way a believer is supposed to respond. That's not the way a child of God is supposed to respond to what's going on around them. We're to fret not. We're not to be agitated or disturbed or irritated uh, by what's going on. doesn't mean we don't pay attention to it. doesn't mean we're not concerned about what's going on, right? We don't uh, keep our head in the sand, if you will. Christians are supposed to pay attention to what's going on in their country and what's going on around them. And so uh, the problem isn't being aware of what's going on around us. The, the problem is how we respond and deal with what's going on around us or how we respond and deal with what's going on in our life. But thank God we have uh, portions of scripture like this to tell us how to deal uh, with these things. When we see these things that uh, our normal reaction would be to fret, our normal reaction would be to be irritated or agitated. Uh, thank God we can turn to the word of God and see how to respond. You know, I say it all the time. Matter of fact, I use it a couple times up in New York, right? What's harder than acting like a Christian? Reacting like a Christian. See, that's the difference, right? We might see it, but we don't react like the world. We're to react like a Christian in these situations. And the Bible clearly tells us how to react like a Christian. We'll just touch on these, then we'll get back to Psalm 119. Verse 3 says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be doing. First Timothy 6, 17 says this, charge them that are rich in the world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. That's what the world trusts in, right? But we are to trust and we're to teach others to trust 
in the living God. Amen. Aren't you glad your God is alive? We just celebrated that. Amen. Our God is alive. The word of God is alive. He lives. He lives. How do you know he lives? Why? why just this morning, every time uh, uh, I, uh, I put my hand on my heart, eh, not just to make sure my heart's still beating, but like I said before, to make sure that lamb's still kicking around in there. Amen. And let me know that everything's all right. Trust in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. And so you can rely on God. And so we're to trust in him. He is to be our source of safety. He is to be our source of security in uncertain times. Amen. I mean, of course, I love my country. I want my country to have a strong government. I want my country to have a strong military. But uh, just like the Bible says, right, uh, the horse is prepared for battle, right? We need to be prepared for battle. But safety is of the Lord. Who He's the one I'm trusting in to take care of my nation as I pray for it, to take care of my family as I pray for it, and to take care of the church as we pray for it. But notice what all says, trust the Lord and do good. Now, see, if you look at the evildoers, it'll be easy to fret. But, hey, I'm glad I know this world and this nation is full of evildoers. But thank God in 2021, there's still some do-gooders. Amen. <laughs> right? Hey, there's still people doing good. That's what we're supposed to be focused on. Not those doing evil, but on the fact that, hey, people like us, people that still love God and uh, uh, love the Word of God and love the things of God, that there's still people like us in this nation. And there's people like us out there doing good, still doing the right thing. When, when we get sidetracked by evildoers, when we get, we get sidetracked from doing good, right? When you're focused on something uh, that you shouldn't be focused on, well, that means you're not focused on what you should be. So don't be focused on the evildoers. Be focused on what God would have you to do, and that would be doing good. A, be the, a better way to deal with evildoers is to go about doing good like our Lord. You know, a lot of times as Christians, we think about, oh, being good. Yeah, we want to be good. But listen, being good should lead us to doing good like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I love this verse. Acts 10, 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who, do, who went about doing good. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, Christians that focus on being good, right? And they never get out there and do good. No, amen. Uh, get out there, right? Be good, do right, but also get out there and make a difference in somebody else's life to the glory of God. Verse four, uh, delight, delight. I love this. Delight thyself also in the Lord. That's the difference between a believer and a person that's not saved. What they delight in, what they find joy in as believers, Right? Make the Lord your source of joy, not just things and activities. Our delight must be drawn from the wellsprings of salvation. Amen. You've been saved, amen. Inside you is a wellspring, amen, of living water. And you should draw from that well. You should draw from those springs that God has put in you, all those blessed things. And from that, amen, uh, you should delight in the Lord. Draw from those wellsprings of salvation. Draw from your personal experiences with God, your personal experiences with his goodness. Amen. Hey, listen, doesn't matter what's going on. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. His goodness, right, in, in, in his grace and in his greatness. Amen. Focus on that. When the world looks so bad, when life seems so bad, focus on his goodness, focus on his grace, focus on his greatness and delight in your Lord. 
Notice verse 5, commit thy way into the Lord, right? Amen. Make a conscious decision. You don't, you don't commit something automatically, all right? To commit, make a commitment, right? Right? Uh, hey, hey uh, uh, when you, when you uh, 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 men, right, when you proposed to, uh, to her, right, when you made that commitment, obviously you, you didn't do it lightly. Hopefully you did it consciously. Hope you didn't wake up and say, man, what did I get myself into? No, uh-uh, you, right? Uh, I know that Brother McLean didn't do that, right? Right? I mean, when she came to you that day and said, come, 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 right, to, to the church, right? We know, amen, you did it consciously. And so uh, commit your way into the Lord, consciously commit. That word commit literally means this, to, to roll over. And that's what we're supposed to do. Hey, listen, doesn't mean difficult things don't come into our life. Doesn't mean burdens don't come into our life. But, but, but as, as the world rolls them into our life, right, as, 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 as things happen, we're just supposed to, amen, uh, keep the momentum and roll them over onto the shoulders of our God and let him carry that burden for us. So make that conscious decision. I'm turning everything over to him. Verse 7 says, rest in the Lord. Boy, that's, I tell you, everything's all stirred up. You say, man, it's hard to find rest. I'm glad we can rest in the Lord. Amen. Maybe we can't find a comfortable bed, amen, to rest in, but we can rest in the Lord. You know, it'd be easy to get, to get upset and get into a rage uh, uh, over uh, 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 those building uh, uh, pornography into a billion-dollar business against those who are destroying the moral fiber of our youth with drinking drugs, against those in our colleges who are systematically stripping young people of any faith that they may have in God. And listen, uh, that's not just uh, 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 secular colleges. You know, there's, there's colleges out there that are supposed to be Christian that are still in our children's uh, 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 faith, unfortunately. That's a sad thing to say. But our best resource, however, is in God. The word of God says, for the weapons of our warfare are, are, are not what? Are not carnal, but mighty through God. Amen. They're spiritual and mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so remember this, you know, I see a lot of people, again, even my friends, they're out there and they're fussing about this and they're fussing about that. Again, it's right to know, uh, pay attention to what's going on. But remember this, sometimes it takes greater discipline to wait on the Lord to take care of things than it does to war against things, right? It's not that we don't want them to be dealt with. It's not that we don't want to take care of them, but we don't want to take care of them in our own might. We don't want to take care of them by being stirred up in, in the flesh and by emotion. We want to take care of them by spending that time in prayer and spending that time with God and continue to do the right thing and trusting God, amen, uh, to move in and to deal with these things. That's why uh, verse 8 says, cease from anger. Because see, when we get, when we get angry and we get stirred up and we, we, we run on emotion in these things, right? When we see what is going on around us, and of course it seems understandable and easy uh, to get upset. Boy, if, if, I, if I sat there and watched uh, the news too long or if I read something on social media too long, I'd probably get stirred up. That's why I try to stay away from it. I mean, I might listen to it for a few minutes and catch up what's going on or I might read on it, but I know that if I filled my mind with that all the day that I'd get emotional and stirred up about it, especially my country. I mean, I love my uh, country, but we get angry. But when we get angry, we cease to trust. When we get angry, we cease to delight in the Lord. When we get angry, we cease to make the right commitments. 
When we get angry and run on emotion, we cease to rest. So it is better to cease the anger, amen, and then spend our energy doing the right things, doing the right things. But thank God for verse 10. Look at this, and then we'll turn back to Psalm 119. Look how it starts. I like it. For yet a little while. Boy, this is what we have to remember. For yet a little while. I like this verse. Romans 9, 28 goes with this. It says, talking about God, for he will finish the work. <laughs> hey, don't worry. God has a finishing date for all that's going on in this world. Right? He has a finishing day. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. Because a short work will the Lord make up on the earth. On our side, it seems like a long time. Boy, sometimes you feel like uh, those in Revelation you read about, and you're like, oh, Lord, how long? <laughs> oh, Lord, how long? Sometimes we, we feel that way when we look at what's going on. But, hey, we got, that's why we got to look at things not in light of our watch, not in light of the clock, not in light of just our calendar, not in light of time. We got to look at things in light of eternity. And in light of eternity, the Lord will make a short work. In light of eternity, he will, amen, it'll be just a little while. So he says to us, yes, I know what's going on all around you, but be patient, my child. Be patient, amen. He's got everything under control. When we, when, when we, when we fret, it's kind of funny, uh, uh, this morning, I don't know what Brother Wood does when he gets up in the morning, amen. I'm going to have to pick on him here. But he sent me this video. I don't know, it was like seven something, whatever it was. He sent me this video, and I wish I could show you the video. Right, because then I can't really explain it as funny as it was. But he sent me this video, and it, 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 and it looks like this street where they had dug a ditch to lay some pipe, some narrow pipe. Right, they they dug a ditch to lay some narrow pipe, and and so the video starts off with this kid, a lamb had got stuck down head head first, and his feet were sticking up in this ditch. And so uh, uh, it shows this kid trying to pull this lamb out. And he's pulling, he's pulling. Finally, he pulls the lamb out and he puts him on the right side of the ditch. But then the lamb jumps across the other side of the ditch. And then he runs down along the ditch. Then he goes to jump and he goes and sticks right back in the ditch. And you see his feet kicking again. You know, uh, sometimes <laughs> that's what we do, right? The Lord, we get ourselves in a situation. We get all uh, uh, clustered about something and the Lord's got to come along and he pulls us up and we just ignore him like that lamb did that kid. And we go jumping around and we know a minute later, boom, we're right back, amen, head first in the ditch. That's what happens, amen. Uh, when, you, when you fret over things, you get back in the ditch, right, that God is trying to keep you out of that God is trying to get you, keep you out of but amen but we're not to fret God wants to give us peace so turn back to 119 Psalm 119 verse 165 and we'll look at this verse quickly Psalm 119 verse 165 no we're not to we're not to, to, to fret amen God wants us to have peace and he tells us how to have it here verse 165 of Psalm 119 again says what great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Of course, that word great means an abundance. Amen. Notice that. Amen. Uh, he, he gave us, he, Christ came to what? Give us life and life more abundantly. Everything God gives us, he wants us to overflow in it. Amen. He wants us to have much more in it. 
And he wants us to have much more peace. And it says this, and nothing shall offend them. That word offend means to be a stumbling block. Nothing will, nothing will get them messed up. Nothing will, they won't trip over anything. They won't get sidetracked for anything. And notice that word nothing. I like that. It means non-existent. I like that. Anything that can offend them will be non-existent. When they're focused on the word, when the child of God, amen, is in love with the word and he's full of the word, the things that could uh, trip him up, the things that could get him sidetracked, if he's focused on what he should be focused, they're non-existent because nothing else can compete with what we find in our God and find in his word. When we love God's word, when we know God's word, we cannot help. Amen. When we know his word, we can't help but love his word. Amen. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. And hey, how can we not love the word of God? Notice the, uh, the verses leading up to 165. Look at verse 161. It says, princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Notice those words, stand in awe. One reason I love God's word, because in God's word, I find things I can't find anywhere else. Amen. Oh, man. I was so glad when I got saved and began to read the word of God. I don't know how many times I've, I've read the Bible through now and, and, and studied other things. Oh, but man, I, I just, listen, uh, I'll be saved 34 years next month. Many of you have been saved much longer. And I tell you what, uh, man, I just, uh, just the word of God becomes more precious to me every year. I love to look at old saints Bibles. The other day I, I was going through one of uh, uh, my friend uh, Preacher Crab's Bibles, man, and, and just seeing all the things he put around there. Boy, you could just tell that he loved the word of God. I saw Brenda's Bible, Sister Brenda's Bible, and you could just tell she loved the word of God. I love to look at uh, people's Bibles and just see a man. You say, man, you can tell this person loves uh, the word of God because in the word of God, we can find things that you can't find any place. Listen, God will tell you things the world will never tell you. Amen. Uh, how, how much he loves you and cares for you and what he wants to do in your life and how he wants to bless you and use you. Amen. Oh, this book is full of good things. Amen. And listen, you can't fit nowhere else in God's economy. Can you find the things that will get you and give you what you need and sustain you and comfort you and guide you through life. Nothing will help you like the word of God. Oh, man, uh, uh, read this book and love this book and let it be part of the very fiber of who you are because, oh, in the word of God, you find things you can't find anywhere else. Notice verse uh, 162. He says, I rejoice at that word. Oh man. Oh man. You, you, you ever just be reading the word of God and man, just joy of what you just read swells up in your soul. Amen. It just, oh, just gives you something. Amen. Man, how many times have, has something happened and I might be feeling a little uh, uh, down or feel a little something. And boy, again, as I've mentioned before, I just go to the word of God and just keep reading and reading. Then all of a sudden, God, amen, will touch me with something in his word. How many times have I, I mentioned when, uh, when we got kicked out of Bulgaria in 95 by the communists and, and, and I came back and, and I just felt like when I left that something was missing in my heart. And oh, listen, I, I, I didn't quit. I just I went, came back and I just kept doing what I was supposed to do. But you know how it is sometimes uh, that just something uh, uh, doesn't feel like it there that you uh, wish was there. But boy, that first time I got to fly back to Bulgaria and I flew with my friend, uh, uh, Brother Crab. 
and we got into Bulgaria uh, late, late on a Friday night, I believe it was, and we stayed with my friend, uh, 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 with, with my friend Fedja, who uh, 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 he's a professional uh, uh, opera singer, right? I wish I could tell you about him. He is really funny. He, he's, he's, he's eccentric. You could tell, amen, that he, he's really talented. Most people that are really talented are eccentric. That's why I'm not eccentric, am I? Yeah, I'm not talented enough to be eccentric. But anyways, we're staying with him, but I'll never forget, I get up the next morning, and uh, I, I was reading in my Bible, and, and I was reading Psalm 23. And boy, I read that verse. I read that verse where it said, he restoreth my soul. And boy, it just seemed like as soon as, as I read that, Boy, uh, my heart began to rejoice. It was just like the finger of God touched my heart and put something back in my heart that I hadn't felt for a while. And I knelt down by that bed next to uh, Preacher Crab as he was laying there. And I just just began to to weep like a little boy, amen. And my heart rejoiced, amen, for what I found in the word of God. Because in God's words, I get blessings I can't get anywhere else. Oh, I thank God uh, for the people of God that he's brought into my life. I thank God, I tell you, you, I thank God for you uh, all the time and others in my life. But, oh, listen, uh, many people have said nice things to me along the way. Oh, but nobody can speak to my heart like the word of God. Nothing, amen, can touch my heart like the precious word of God uh, through the Holy Spirit, amen. No matter how I feel when I turn the word of God, the next thing I know, I find myself rejoicing in his word and loving his word because in God's word, I get blessings I can't get anywhere else. That's one of the reasons I love the word of God. Verse 163 says, I hate and abhor Boy, it's okay to hate some things. Now, if you hate something, don't say it around my grandson, Victor, now. I learned that yesterday. Uh, we were over at uh, Sharon's house. We stopped by there. You know, we got home, had to go around and see all the grandkids yesterday, right? And, and Sharon was telling us something, and she used the word hate. And Victor was there, right? He goes, Mommy, don't say hate. So just to let you know, Victor's going to say something if you say hate. But you know what? As Christians, there's right, it's right to hate the things, amen, that God hates and to hate the things that are against, against God. And it says here, I hate what? And abhor lying, but thy law do I love. In God's word, there is truth I can't find anywhere else. Amen. Hey, listen, you, there, there's no book like this book. This is Jesus said, what do you say in his in, in his wonderful prayer in John 17? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Oh, listen, we know we know people all around us are lying about this and that. You know, and, 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 and man, you hear it all the time. And people say, oh, did you know so? Yes. Listen, you don't have to send me a text every time somebody in our government lies or send me a video. I know it, amen. And other people, right? Hey, listen, uh, send me something from the word of God. I don't need to hear any more lies. I hear enough of those. Amen. Give me truth. And I'm glad, amen. Hey, listen, uh, the world might be full of lies. Hey, listen, sometimes I lie to myself. But thank God, every time I open this book, I find truth. Amen. I find something, amen, that'll give me and guide me through life. You need truth. Hey, friend, you're listening. You need truth. Turn to the word of God and turn to the God of the word. Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus is truth. This book is truth. And you'll find it on every page of this blessed book. Then he says in verse 164, seven times a day do I praise thee because of what? Thy righteous judgments. In God's word, I find guidance I can't find 
anywhere else. Oh, listen, young people. Listen, young people. You're trying to make these big decisions in your life. Oh, you better get in the book. You better get the word of God in your heart. I'm telling you, whatever age and stage you are now, fill your heart with the word of God. How often I think about this, you know, uh, uh, when, when people, you know, you hear a lot about dementia and Alzheimer's and, you know, a lot of times people get in that state and they don't know what they're saying. Hey, listen, uh, uh, let me ask you this question. What do you want to be saying when you don't know what you're saying? What do you want to be saying when you don't know what you're saying? Well, whatever you want to be saying when you don't know what you're saying, you better get it in your heart now. You better fill your heart with it. Now, boy, God taught me <laughs> that lesson years ago. Again, I, another time, of course, uh, when I was in Bulgaria and after my good friend, Pastor Katronov died, a great man of God that was tortured for his faith under communism. And, and I didn't get to be there at his funeral. But when I went back and <laughs> I went out to that little town of Peerdop and, and I stopped by to see his wife and she, she had dementia and his daughter was there. And I came by and I said, hi, real quick. And I ran to his grave and I knelt at his grave. And I said, oh God, thank you for bringing this man God into my life. But see, I, 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 had, I had pulled up in the train and I knew that I had enough time that if I ran and saw her real quick and then I ran to the graveside real quick and, and saw them that I could run back and catch the train, amen, because it'd be hours before the next train. And I was, I was in a hurry on that trip. And so I ran in to say hi to her and I went back. I ran to the grave and spent some time. Then I came back to say goodbye to them and, and, and his daughter said, oh, Jeff, Jeff, you can't just leave. Please eat something. Please eat something. And I, I knew that I couldn't say no. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll eat something. And God was wanting to teach me a lesson. And so while, while the daughter was in there cooking something, I went in there and I sat next to Sister Katronov. And she was at that state where, other, where every 10, 15 minutes she was repeating. She was repeating whatever she said. And so at first, I, I don't know, I, I sat down. Of course, my mind was caught up on all these things, you know, on my agenda. But finally, the Lord called me down and said, Jeff, you need to get in on my agenda. I'm trying to teach you something here. And every few minutes, she... And she, she, was, she was talking about the gospel and then she'd say something about getting the word of God out and she'd brag on Jesus or whatever it was. She'd say something from the Bible. And then, you know, a few minutes later, she'd say the exact same thing. Say, Jeff, you notice what she's saying? She's bragging on me. She's talking about getting somebody to Jesus. She's talking about, amen, what I did in her life. Oh, Jeff, if you ever get to the state, what are you going to be saying? And God said, Jeff, whatever you want to be saying when you don't know what you're saying, you better get it in your heart now. Amen. Boy, I challenge you today, whatever you want to be saying when you don't know what you're saying, amen, you better get it in your heart now. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I, hear, I think about, I think it was the old preacher, uh, was it George, was it George Truitt, if I remember correctly, uh, he would go in and out. Uh, you know, sometimes when he didn't know what he was saying, but then he, he was sort of in that state where sometimes he came back and knew what he was saying. And they said when he, when he sort of came through and sort of knew what was going on, he would call a nurse or he'd call somebody around him and say, hey, hey, can you tell me, did I say anything that dishonored my Lord? Did I say anything uh, that would, would, would ruin my testimony? Did I say anything I shouldn't have said when I didn't know what I was saying? Oh, listen, amen, get this book in your heart and love this book and know that this, in God's word, you'll find guidance that you can't find anywhere else. You'll find truth you can't find anywhere else. You'll find blessings you can't find anywhere else, amen. You'll find the things you can't find anywhere else, amen, in this book. Love this book, and it'll give you what you need. Again, the word fret means agitation of the mind. To disturb, to irritate, 
Look at this. To cause ripples. Think about that thought. As to fret the surface of water. Think about, that's what I want to think. Think about that thought. Mark, to, to fret the surface of water. Think of a calm, placid body of water. Think about that for a moment. You know, like, like a pond. And what happens when you throw a rock in it? Well, you get ripples. You throw a rock in it and you get ripples. Let me ask you a question. Has life thrown any rocks at you lately? Has life thrown any rocks at you lady, lately? Question, were there any ripples? Were there any ripples? You see, when we love God's word, when we love God's word, you see, we have peace. So what does that mean? We'll, no matter what happens, we'll have great peace. Well, what this is saying is when, when the rock is thrown at us in life, there'll be no ripples. There'll be no ripples. There'll be, there'll be no stumbling blocks. Amen. Uh, uh, as it says there, there'll be nothing that offends. Whatever life throws at you. Amen. There'll be no ripples. We all like this verse, Romans 5.20. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. We're sin about it, grace did much more about it. I was thinking about that verse, and I thought, you know, you could almost say one, Psalm 165 like this. Where, 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 where offenses or rocks did abound, peace did much more abound. Amen. Where, where rocks did abound or where ripples would have normally abounded, peace did much more abound. Isaiah 26.3 says this, as we'll begin to finish up, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts thee. You see, God's word keeps our mind on the Lord. I like the story. Most of you know the story of Gideon. And you remember when the angel came to him and it says this, says this in Judges 6, 23 and 24. And the Lord said unto him, that's Gideon, peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Isn't it amazing uh, some of the things that go through people's mind when God tells them, hey, I'm going to do this. And they go, oh, we're going to die. We saw an angel. He just said he was getting ready to do something for you. But in verse 24 of Judges 6 says this, Then Gideon, look at this, built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet an Ophrah of the Abiezrites. Jehovah Shalom means the Lord is peace. What do we need to do? We need to keep a Jehovah Shalom altar in our heart. That's what we need to do. We need to let God, amen, build an altar of the Lord is peace in our heart. When we stay in God's word, how do we build that altar? Well, when we stay in God's word, like we, like, like we uh, saw over there in Psalm 47, when we trust in the Lord, when we do good, when we commit our way unto the Lord, when we rest in the Lord, when we cease from anger, when we wait patiently for him, amen, all these things are the stones by which the altar of peace is built in our heart, and we can stay focused in life no matter what rocks are thrown out of us, amen, with no ripples. Ephesians 2.14 says, for he is our peace, for he is our peace. Let me ask you, friend, do you have great peace this morning? Well, it all begins by knowing the Lord Jesus Christ because he is our peace, Ephesians 2.14 says. Friend, if you're here this morning, you're listening in, and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, oh, my friend, the best thing you can do today, amen, is to come forward and repent of your sins and by faith, amen, through his grace, put your trust in the shed blood and the death, burial, and resurrection 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or if you're here this morning, you're saved, but yes, I, you say, oh, I got to admit, life threw some rocks at me recently, and there's some ripples. Amen. I didn't respond the way I should have, or amen. Uh, it, it hasn't quite kicked in yet <laughs> like I hope it. I need, amen, the Lord to take care of some of these ripples. So I ask you this morning, are you saved? Do you have some ripples in your life right now? Maybe you need the Lord to calm for you. Amen. We should all be able to leave here today. Oh, if we'll, if we'll listen to this book, if we'll listen to the Holy Spirit, if we'll yield to this book, if we'll yield to the Holy Spirit, amen, and we'll come to him and let him give us what we need this morning. We should all be able to leave here saying today, there's no ripples in my pond, amen. There's no ripples in my pond. Doesn't mean some rocks weren't thrown, amen. But amen, I didn't stumble. I wasn't offended, amen. I leave here today, amen, with calmness and a great peace, amen, that comes by loving the word of God and the God of the word. Let's pray.